You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Well, hello again, friends. Welcome to another episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. We have another listener question lined up for you all today and joining us in the, do we call this a virtual studio? Would that be okay? Yeah, that works. Joining us in the virtual studio is Stacy Magwick. Stacy, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's it's good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit, first of all, about where you live and a little bit more about yourself. So I am located in Zambia on a macadamia farm, a family farm. And I would mm-hmm. consider myself Zimbabwean. I was born there. And yeah, I went to high school in South Africa, did a brief stint in New Zealand. So I've lived in a few different places. I'm a 23-year-old, curious, <laughs> nature lover. And what point in the Enneagram do you identify with? I identify with type four. How, how is that for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I both love it and hate it. it. It can be a lot sometimes. No idea what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's great. So, Stacy, you have a question for us. What's your question? I do. I wanted to ask you guys, you talk about presence sometimes on the podcast. I wanted to ask you what it, what it looks like for you guys mm-hmm. to be present in your life, like heart, mind, body. What, what do you do that helps you with that? I didn't know this was going to get personal. <laughs> 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 You're getting a question from a four. Yeah, like, that's yeah, true. Okay. I should have known. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going to have to chew on this one. Mm-hmm. I can try and begin us. <laughs> I, say, I said that and then... Um, <laughs> I stumped you guys. I no. think I have something if you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, I, I, I know that uh, my reactivity largely, if not primarily stems from the agenda that I am bringing into the picture when I'm not present. Mm. So that has to do with, you know, because I'm a body type control and uh, control for the sake of trying to find my own autonomy. I think what presence feels like for me then is not bringing in the agenda of trying to force uh, what is specific to my type. So an imitation of peace. And so I think real for me presence feels like real peace is what I would say and that that includes taking in the moment as it is. We just had we just interviewed Linda Roberts on our our podcast and she had a question for the body types that had to do uh with resisting reality. And and so for me I feel more present when I'm not, <laughs> if that makes sense, when I'm not resisting reality, when I'm allowing myself to be in the present moment. But that, that also includes like allowing for opposition is what I guess it would mean for me. So when I'm able to allow for opposition and uh, disruption and to hold it and to let it pass by, there's what feels like real peace is, is the moment after the disruption, I guess, the initial disruption. When my agenda when I let go of my agenda. There really is less tension in my physicality. There's really less tension in my, even in my, my gut space. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. Yeah, this is, this is a challenging one for me, um, but I've spent a lot of 
work trying to be more present in my life. And often it shows up being present to, you know, my family when I'm with them and being fully present to my colleagues when, you know, I'm at work because I had to realize at first that I wasn't. It was very easy for me to occupy space and not be present in my three centers. So for me as a dominant type three, it often starts with needing to slow down uh, my body to let my heart catch up. I often describe my daily experience, often in the morning, you know, when I'm waking, uh, wake up, I'm trying to get kids off to school, trying to get to work. And by the time I enter my office, I haven't physically exerted myself a lot, but I'm often out of breath. I have to remind myself to breathe. And what that's telling me is I have to slow down in order to be present with my current reality. And so uh, I've learned that I have to ground my body more (laughs) and, and put my body in the present moment as opposed to always trying to um, send it on ahead of especially my heart. And so when I, when I ground myself in the present through, you know, whether it's grounding exercises or just slowing down to breathe a little bit, then I do give the uh, opportunity for my heart to catch up and actually have a seat at the table, uh, which is way easier said than done for a three, because we usually are more than willing to let our hearts lag behind and not even, you know, pretend they're not even there but uh, actually be let my feelings have a say in the present moment and actually sit with them is really difficult. And then in terms of my head, so, uh, so often my head is also thinking ahead uh, into the future about the next thing that I need to do, the next thing on the to-do list or the goal I'm working towards. And actually devoting more of my head space to what's right in front of me is a challenging practice, but it's really important. So sitting, um, cause I, I, threes have this ability to stay present enough in the present task to be kind of chipping away at it. But, and then as they get closer and closer to completion, they can kind of devote more of their headspace and cognition to what's next. And so trying not to do that. <laughs> and if I, if I'm, my body's grounded in the present environment if my heart is there and I'm paying attention to my feelings and my emotional space, then um, I can align my head with that and actually think through what's right in front of me. It's a lot easier said than done, but it is. That's my daily work. Like, to be like quite most honest. things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess for me, in, in short, and this is um, a lot of recent work I've been doing, and a, a lot of it has been uh, guided by Leslie Hirschberger when I've done certain sessions with her. But it's very much staying present is first starting with the body. When I when I feel my type structure revving up, um, a lot of times I get a very, very distinct sensation in the center of my chest. And so when I'm sitting down to meditate, it's it's feeling the actual tension or discomfort and divorcing it from the story of what that discomfort is Mm -hmm. and just feeling the sensation and being with the sensation and continuing to uh, allow it and let it be, let it just be there and realize that that sensation is only in the center of my chest and then finding a place within my body where that, 
where where it's neutral or where it feels good mm-hmm. and realizing that this this specific sensation is not is not my whole being it's not my whole self but as a heart type i'm going to identify as my chest area <laughs> is the only area that if that feels like me yeah. so in in the body sense it is um just paying attention to those sensations and the discomfort and the comfort and allowing everything to be there and allowing allowing those things and so once i'm able to ground myself into the sensation of the emotion then i can start the inquiry of okay what is this about what's the message that is perpetuating perpetuating this discomfort and so um is it rejection is it a uh, feeling of abandonment is it something tied to value most definitely always so or or image or or something along those lines um and so starting to name those emotions name the stories along with those while still staying in a uh in a compassionate open state towards myself um and then also times and then and then I move up into my head where it's where a lot more language comes into it and then I can start to see the patterns and start naming the nuances of the thing and then I'm able to take a full impression of all three centers in order to actually um be with all three centers and how they're functioning both adaptively and maladaptively um and and bringing them into alignment into the fullness of now mm. and that's that's for me how I <laughs> go through that process of coming into the present moment Mm, yeah. thank you for sharing. I um something Leslie said that that's come up for me a lot is when she talked about how when she is in sessions with uh heart types, she'll often ask what they're feeling or where in their body they feel something. And if they mm-hmm. speak immediately, it's like coming from a head place rather than because it takes a second to really know mm. what's what's going on in your body and that's that's been something i've been thinking exactly. about quite a bit cuz i yeah, yeah can intellectualize and kind of emotionalize things rather than actually just just feeling them and to yeah i think give yourself some grace sometimes when it feels too painful to be in the present moment and my tendency sometimes can be mm-hmm. to like numb that which doesn't always go well cuz it always comes comes back later. Um <laughs> Yeah. I yes. I forget who said this, but that reminds me of somebody said the body is the beach to get to the ocean that is the heart. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Stacey, I'm sh- you have some um living in Africa. I'm sure you have some interesting stories you've told me. Uh do you have do you have one story that you can share with our audience? Okay, so when I was I think I was about gosh 10 years old, 11 years old, I we went on a uh family like a safari trip we went to a national park and you know like lots of game drives and and fishing and things like that. And so one night we were on a game drive a night game drive that's when you tend to see like things like leopards and and more interesting <laughs> animals i'm sure buck would be interesting to you guys but but i've i've seen so many buck you, you want to see like a lion or something <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we were on um, <laughs> we were on a night game drive 
and we hadn't seen we'd just seen impala after impala and we were driving back to to the campsite and as we were about to turn into the campsite someone like stopped and they saw something and at first we thought it was hyenas but it was actually lions um it was a whole pride of lions with cubs mm. as well wow. and they had just had a kill it was all lionesses and and their cubs wow they just had a kill and so we stayed and and watched them for a good while and then we eventually went back to the campsite so this this may be my my childhood brain i can't remember exactly how close they were to my chalet i was (laughs) sleeping with my cousin who was a bit younger than me we're in the same chalet together and they must have been like 300 meters from us 400 meters from us and so in the middle of the night, oh, wow. must have been 1 a.m., we hear <laughs> oh, no. some lion, ro- some lions roaring, okay, come to find out it's two male lions that are coming to, like, find the lionesses because they, they had the kill, like, without them. And so hearing a lion mm. that close to you, to our chalets, we walked through the next morning and it was, like, like paw prints right by our door. And it was, I mean, it was like a brick building, but there was like gauze and stuff. So I'm sleeping peacefully. It's like 1 a.m. My little cousin wakes me up like in distress. And she thinks, I I recall saying that I thought it was a hippo or something and that she's being paranoid. So (laughs) my mom and dad are in the chalet across from us. And she calls, she had barricaded the door. She was so terrified before we went to sleep and she calls my dad over from the other chalet asking if he has a gun I go Sean do you have a gun he said yes she said can you shoot them he said no and my parents both at different times in the night had to (laughs) run over to our chalet to make sure we were fine because I was 11 and Alice was like nine um so yeah and my mom in her pajamas 1 a.m. in the morning trying to make sure her daughter and niece are right. My cousin is still petrified of lions. <laughs> it's like a bone-chilling sound. Um, I think that's a normal reaction. <laughs> it should be, yeah. I yeah. thought it was a hippo. I was yeah. like, Alice, just go back to sleep. But yeah, we looked out the window. They were like right, yeah. right there. It was, yeah. So maybe wow, that's a more gosh. terrifying story. But yeah, it was really, really cool. That's one of the... <laughs> yeah. No, Most that's great. Insane experience. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying. Wow. Well. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was, that was yeah. wonderful. But uh, yeah, well, take care of yourself. Uh, don't get eaten by lions. And uh, <laughs> I'm very far from yeah, them now. Have it's a fine. wonderful evening. Thanks. Yes. Guys. Great. <laughs> good. Thank you. It's thank good you to so see you, much. Stacey. Yeah. Good to see you, you Stacy. Thanks so much for joining us. Have All a good right, rest of the night. Cheers. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time.